the carnal man or woman, if you will, or the fleshly mind is going to begin to question, is going to begin to say something because it's not what they're used to and not what they want to see because that convicts them on the way they are doing things. And so the scripture we read here, Peter got up there and began to preach to them and said, hey, this is something that you've known for a long time. And the, the book of Joel said, I, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and this is what you're seeing. In fact, he said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And so you have to understand that when God speaks, first of all, he's going to do it. Amen. And so as this was being done before their eyes, their, their flesh began to speak up here, and then Peter began to preach to them. And then here we read, it says, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart, meaning they were convicted, they were moved upon, because now they realized that they were in the wrong in the way they saw the situation. And I want you to know you have to see the same way that God is trying to see into your life. God knows the big picture. He sees where you're at. He knows what you need, and He's trying to bring the blessing into your life but you've got to understand that God is going to work in a way that you don't understand but you've got to have the faith to believe he knows what he's doing amen All the way along, you have to keep the faith. All the way along, you have to keep believing. All the way along, you've got to acknowledge God does not fail on His Word. And when they were there praying and waiting and tearing until they got the Holy Ghost, there was, there was an amount of time that went by there. And I'm sure flesh wanted to say, oh, maybe we've made a mistake. Maybe we should not have done this. But inside of them, they knew God promised this is what He is going to do. And so we're going to stay on course here. We're going to stay here being persistent in prayer, being a one mind and one accord, keeping our focus here on the promise of God and not allowing ourselves to begin to step in the picture and begin to say maybe you're making the wrong choice here your flesh will always make the wrong choice what you think will always be the wrong choice but what God gives you that is always going to be the right thing he always knows what he's doing amen amen you want a good example of that you set your alarm clock tomorrow morning a half hour before you have to get up and you tell yourself tonight, tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up for prayer before I go to work. Now, you want to see your flesh step in action? When that alarm clock goes off, it is not going to want to jump out and say, hey, praise God, let's go do this thing. It's going to say, no, 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 no. We can squeeze by and squeeze by a few more minutes here, God. Come on now. That's what you call your flesh stepping in. And every chance it has an opportunity, that's what it's going to do. And the problem is, it wants to step in when you're in this presence of the Lord right here. And here the presence of the Lord is pulling on your heart here. It's trying to show you, come on now, open up to me. Let me touch you. Let, let me do here what I want to do in your life. And your flesh is saying, no, 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 I, I don't know about this. I, I'm getting a little uncomfortable here. I, I don't know if I like what's going on. That's because your flesh does not want to let go. Your, your, your ways don't want to let go. And here God's trying to show you. All you've got to do is step out by faith. All you've got to do is receive here the blessing I've got for you. Amen. And amen. And you will you may be seated and you'll see in the scripture whenever God begins to speak and God begins to do a work and God begins to try to do something in somebody's life, there's always a situation or a time frame there where they try to step in there and begin to question what's going on. It's not something new that happens. It happens to every single one of us.
And that's why we have to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And that's why we have to trust in His Word and lean not into our own understanding. Because if when we do that, we will immediately ignore what God's doing. Amen. There is, I've heard it made reference to, uh, of one's conviction to a piece of sandpaper. And how when God will call somebody, and not only call somebody, but when somebody realizes that they need a change or something needs to be changed in their life, the first couple times is very abrupt. It's very quick to realize. And that prick, if you will, as the scripture that we read here, it's very strong. And it's very moving, if you will. But the more and more that you will use a piece of sandpaper, the more and more of the sand or the grit on the paper will wear off. And then eventually you're left with a piece of paper. And then you're not going to get anything done with just a plain old piece of paper. Nothing's going to happen there. There's no, uh, there's no sand left. There's no ingredients left, if you will, left to do the job that's needed to be done. And the same is when God begins to do a work in your life. At first, it's always a, a very clear, crisp understanding of what needs to be done. But after a while, after you allow yourself from time to time to step into the picture and you allow yourself to make these decisions, you allow yourself to go to these places and, and to disobey the Word of God in certain ways, what happens is, is that prick does not seem quite as sharp after a while because you become dull to it. I do not want my spirit to be dull tonight. When the Word of God is preached, I want my heart to be pricked. I want to be moved when I come to the house of God. I don't want to be able to sit there and the preacher go forth and the Word of God is going forth and I see it moving, but I'm sitting there like a bump on the log and nothing's happening in my heart. There needs to be a change. There needs to be a change every time we come into the house of God. It's for us. We want to look across the aisle. No, no. You need to look at yourself. That's who the word is for. It's for you. It's for me. I need change. I need God to continually mold me and shape me so I can continue to be what he wants me to be because what I am today may not be what I need to be tomorrow in some ways. So every day I need him to change me. Every day I need him to show me. Every day I need him to move me here that I will be in the right mind, that I'll be in the right accord, that I will continue with what he has given me. Amen. And amen. I don't want to be a plain old piece of paper sitting there where nothing moves me, where nothing changes me. When I see the obvious myself doing that, you maybe see when I see myself doing things that I know that I should not be doing, but I don't feel any conviction about it. There's a problem there. That's a problem. That means that you are going past the boundaries and you're, you're stomping down the boundaries and you're ignoring the boundaries and you're completely saying, I don't care what you say, Lord. I don't care what your word says. I don't care what the men in your life, that you, the men in my life that you put there say. I don't care about these things. I simply want to do what I want to do. There's another man in the scripture that did the same thing. His name was Saul. He did not care. He was going to go against the church with everything that he had and he did do that. He fought against it. He found ways to try to stop it, but you will see you will not stop the church. There is always going to be a body of believers and those that are going to stay to what God gives them and shows them, and then they are going to have a willing and obedient heart that's going to say, I will do and I will continue here with what you have given me. That's where I want to fall into here tonight. 
I want to fall into the, yes, Lord, I will do what your will is. I don't want to find myself kicking against God and fighting against His Word and continually going against it time and time and time again. And you'll find yourself getting nowhere. Or you're going to find yourself getting smacked down by God. Because, see, there's many opportunities before that where he could have, but no, 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 no. He's not going to listen to this. Who are you to say this and who are you to say that? That's the attitude. That's the flesh that steps in. And it's going to say, who does that man think he is to tell me this? Doesn't he know who my grandma is? I had one of those the other day. (laughs) Well, you don't know my grandma. And I said, well, you don't know my God. (laughs) My God was there before your grandma was there. (laughs) And this truth was here before that. I said, so... I'm sorry to hurt your grandma's feelings here, but this is what it is, and this is what I'm believing. This is what I'm applying to my heart. Amen. So I'm making sure this is what I'm doing. I'm not going off of somebody else's word. This is what I'm doing. There's a lady today, uh, this evening I was talking to her, and she said, uh, you know, if you would ask me this a year ago, I never would have listened to you because I I already had my mind made up. Well, that's how Saul was. That's how a lot of people are their mind is already made up their mind's already saying well this is all i have to do and this is all i'm going to do and don't you dare expect me to do anything else because this is it that's all well i don't see that in the scripture i don't see where there's ever a amount that's enough i see where where the, the apostles continue to give and give and give and give of everything that they have until they didn't have anything else to give they continue to give that's the church that's the spirit that we need to have in our heart that's the holy ghost when we get it in our heart that's the kind of attitude that we will have it's never enough you can never give enough to god you can never praise enough you can never do enough work for him you can never get excited enough there's never enough there's never a limit to what god can do in your heart Amen. But the old flesh, maybe seated, is going to step in and say, Oh, well, you've done plenty. Oh, you've done well more than somebody else has done. Well, I don't, I'm not judging anything that's being done here by anybody else. I'm just looking at the price that he paid for me, and I'm realizing it doesn't matter how much I give, I can never come close to giving back to him. So that's why I don't want my attitude to be. I don't want to hear this. I can't do this. That's why you always keep in your mind you can do all things. Because God's called you into something that it is impossible to do things wrong if you're doing it right. He's always there. He's always got the the plan and the purpose all in place and all in hand. If we will continue just to trust Him. Just to believe in what He's already shown us. And just to continue with what He's already given us. He's given us everything that we need. So all we have to do is keep plugging it in Day after day after day. That's it. And it's one of those things, it's going to work every time. Every single time it works. As long as you keep doing it right, it's going to keep working right. But as soon as you start doing it wrong, guess what? It's not going to work right. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. The whole Bible makes sense. And that's the reason why it is like it is. It simply is a ABC 123 basic thing and that is you do your part God does his part you follow the scripture blessing comes into your life and I don't mean necessarily financial blessing I mean he's going to give you peace he's going to give you joy he's going to give you happiness he's going he's to put things together there for you things that you are unsure about he's going to put them together for you when you trust and believe and continue with what he's doing in your life 
Amen. 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 It all comes back to the same old experience. As soon as they were pricked in the heart, they asked the same old question. What shall I do? As soon as you get convicted for the first time and you realize, this isn't right, you say, well, what, what, what do I need to do? Well, how do I take care of this? When you realize for the first time that you have sin in your heart and that you cannot go to heaven without getting a remission of that sins, everybody always says, well, what do I need to do? What, what needs to happen? Well, how can I get forgiveness of my sins washed away? Well, you get baptized in Jesus' name. And because he shed the blood, he has supplied us the remission of sins when we're baptized in his name. Amen. And so now, what does the scripture say? We repent, we get baptized, and he's going to give us the Holy Ghost. Amen. And when you get the Holy Ghost, the lights come on, the Spirit starts moving, you start feeling good about things, and you get a good outlook on things. And guess what? That's where we stay and continue at. And every time it's the same old problem. Now, I won't say old. Old makes it seem like it's old-fashioned. Doesn't work. It ain't old. It's new every day. But it goes back to the same old principles, I will say. And that is when you uh, continue to die and you continue to be renewed in the Spirit and you stay in that process every day of dying and let Him renew in you the Spirit, it's going to keep working day after day after day after day. As long as you keep dying to this flesh and this natural mind, He's going to keep renewing your spiritual mind. And as long as He keeps renewing your spiritual mind, that means you're going to continue with the blessing and the promise that He's given to you every day. And you're not going to question it. And you're not going to look at it. And you're not going to say, well, why this and why that? And why do I have to do this? And why can't I just do that? Well, they're doing this. No, no, no. You're going to say, yes, Lord. I want to do all that I can for you. Anything that I can for you. And your attitude is going to say every day, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've given. Thank you, Jesus, for what you provided me. <laughs> Amen. Let me see that. Scripture says that there were leopards one time that came to Jesus. Ten of them. And said only one of them came back to give him praise. The other nine of them, they were only out for themselves. All they wanted was, they just wanted to touch. They just wanted to be accepted by everybody else because nobody accepted them because of the way that they looked. And that's all they cared about. But the one, he came back and did things the right way and said, Lord, thank you. Thank you. He said, because of this, you're going to be made whole. See, I'm not in this for a portion of something. It's not just because I've got a problem that I'm here praising God. It's not because I'm up against a decision here and I don't know which way to go. So, oh, I better go pray now and I better go ask God. No, no, no. I'm in this because I want to be made whole. I want this to be everything that I have. I want to be led of Him in every decision that I make. Not just when I make a bad one that I want a, a fix for the problem. No. Every decision, everything that I do I want it right here I want a Holy Ghost mind when I do it I want my mind lined up here with what God is doing amen and by doing that you're going to avoid some things you're going to avoid a lot of things when you do it the right way amen you may be seated you keep it the right way you keep trusting God you keep believing you hold God to his promise that's what it's there for. You build faith upon that. The devil comes at you and says, Hey, devil, hey, you've got a problem. And that problem is, is that I don't have that same spirit that you have. 
See, the devil thought, again, here comes the same old flesh, the same old attitude that says, I'm bigger, I'm better, I can overdo without you, I don't need your help, I don't need, that's what he thought. He said, I'm going to overthrow God. You come follow me, come, come, look what I'm going to do here. And you see what that got him. It's the same old spirit that rises up inside of us and says, I don't need to listen to this. I don't need to apply this. I don't need to follow this. I don't need the word of God. I can make it on my own. I don't need anybody's help. That's the flesh. That's where we fall victim to from time to time. But all the while, here's the Word of God. Here it is being preached to us. Here it is being shown to us. Examples are being given to us of how to trust, how to follow, how to apply here and follow after. I want to stick with this. This is what is going to work in your life. Nothing else is going to work. Everything else is going to fail. But when you come to the understanding, God knows what He's doing. All I've got to do is get myself out of the way to stop here and see what God's doing. And I don't want to take God smacking me down before I wake up and realize what's right in front of my eyes. All the while, Saul could have just humbled himself, and all the while, he could have just, hey, hey, this is, this is, this is good, yeah. This is what was spoken in the Old Testament. But, I, I, but the problem was he didn't want to see it. It went against him. But all the while, it was right. It never changed. It was always right. It's just he is the one that needed to change. He's the one that needed his eyes open. He's the one that needed to humble his attitude and see, hey, God, you know what you're doing. I'm not the only one that's right. Huh. Figure that out. Right? I, I know some people that think they're the only one that's right. And there's nobody else besides them. And the, the sun rises for their benefit and their benefit alone. There is a world out there besides some of these little worlds we create in our mind where we're the victim of every situation. No, no, no. And see, Saul had a portion of that there. But yet, he found out the hard way, didn't he? I don't want to find out the hard way. <laughs> I don't want God to have to... I want to fall on the rock. I don't want the rock crushing me into pieces. I want to be broken on the rock here. I want to take my time that God's given me right now and acknowledge what time He's given me and acknowledge the truth that He has shown to me and the opportunity that He's allowed me to have and say, thank you! And say, I want this. I want to change. I want to do whatever it takes here. I want to cut off anything that needs to be cut off. I want to make sure that I'm lining up here. That I'm feeling the conviction of the Word moving in my heart. That I'm not going to against this thing but I'm backing this thing with everything that I have amen I want moved upon by the Holy Ghost I want that conviction to change me I want it's been a while before God speaks to you for then you need to pray and say God what's going on here what am I doing wrong I'm not feeling you the right way here amen I remember it was, it was it's been a, a couple years ago and when I was a little bit younger and uh I was probably about 18 and uh, 17, 18, somewhere in that, that, that neighborhood. I had, I'd gotten a job, and maybe 19, I'd gotten a job, and, and uh, I had to get up very, very early in the morning, and, and uh, I uh, had to be, I had to drive like an hour and a half to get there and, and uh, work all day long, and didn't get home until late. And next day, I, I, I had to make up my mind. I, I, I went for a while when I got this job. I was so excited. It was, it was fun. It was neat. It was cool, whatever. And, and then I realized that I'd stop praying. I realized, that, well, what's going on here? And I, I noticed that, that I started giving an ear to things that I normally wouldn't give an ear to, and I started noticing things I wouldn't begin to notice, and, and I had to, like, I caught myself. 
thank God. And and I said, oh, oh, oh this ain't right. This ain't right. <laughs> Something's wrong. So I said, well, well, what's wrong? And I went back and traced it back. And of course, it goes back to I didn't pray before I went to work. I didn't pray before I went out and did everything. And so I, I had to make the sacrifice of getting up and praying. And, and of course, <laughs> it makes a big difference. Things <laughs> get back in line here. You start seeing the right things. And th- you, 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 you learn to block your mind here and not let every filthy garbage thing be pouring in here to what God's cleaned up. Amen. But you have to catch yourself sometimes. You have to realize sometimes. Make some decisions sometimes. I'm not going to allow this. I'm not going to fall to this. I'm not going to keep this the way that it is. I want it to be right. And so it's just a matter of you making your mind up and you showing up and doing what you're supposed to do. That's all it is. And when you show up, God shows up. And when you do it right, God is always there. Amen. I don't be one of those that that don't show up and do their part, but they're complaining because God ain't doing his part. <laughs> that happens sometimes. I'm going to do my part. I want my part. My part is I'm going to thank him. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to lay it down before him. And I'm going to say, Lord, whatever it is you need me to do, I'm going to do it. Whatever you want, that's what I want. Amen. I like that attitude. That's something that God can work with. That's something that God can use. But when you've got your mind made up, he can't use that. Because all the while you're going to trust in yourself. You've got to understand God's the one in control. He's the one that's calling the shots. He's the one that's bringing down the things when it needs to be brought down. He's the one arranging things when it needs to be done. And I gotta, I gotta understand that sometimes and say, okay, let me put the brakes on a little bit. I'm going too fast here. God, you are the one that's controlling the situation. Let me just follow you and do what I need to do here. And let me have patience. Let me keep here. And stay here with what you've given me. Amen. Because your flesh will say, oh, you don't need that. You, you can do what you want to do. Do Go ahead and do it. You're all right. You get away with it. Whatever. And the first time, again, you keep doing that. You keep doing that. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. And you know what? You're not going to hear God speaking to you anymore. You're not going to hear the move. You're not going to feel the conviction move in your life. It's just going to be the same old, same old. And you're going to feel like you, you're invincible. That's how Saul felt. I'm invincible. I don't need this. I'm better than this. Well, again, at one point or another, you will realize you need this. Because the Scripture says every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. So at one point in time, you will realize, I need this. I I need to apply this. This needs to be who I am. But what point in time, that's your decision and my decision of when it's going to be. I want to make sure it's right now. I want to make sure it's right now. Not tomorrow, not, 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 not tomorrow morning, not, not, not tomorrow night, not Friday night at youth ride. No, no, right now. I want to make sure I am making sure right now that my heart is ready, that it's prepared, that I've not got anything in the way, that I'm not holding back anything from God, that I'm not storing away my own little desires over here in the corner, but that I'm leaving everything at this altar. And I'm saying, God, it's in your hand. God, I want to follow you. I want to line up with your scripture. I don't want to question your scripture. I don't want to pick and choose your scriptures. But I want the whole thing. And I want it working in my heart right now. Amen. But you may remain standing. The uh, When I used to get up in those early morning prayers, 
which I'm not, I still do, I enjoy those. But back then, I remember I used to go to the church, and there's a basement, and I was the only one there. I'm not bragging, just that's the way it was. Nobody else was up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I'd go down in that basement, and I'd pray, and I'd walk back and forth in that basement, and I, I'd, it's all block walls, and it'd echo down the concrete floor, and I'd do it for a little while, and I'd look around like, what is going on? like, Lord, I ain't feeling anything here. What's up? So I remember just staying there and being persistent. I'd be worried about the clock because I had to get there at a certain time. I couldn't be late or I'd get fired. So I'm like, okay, God, we got to do this quick. Come on, come on. <laughs> I'm trying to squeeze everything in here. <laughs> and uh, don't work that way. Don't work that way. And so when I finally <laughs> just said, all right, this is, this is priority here. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to get a Holy Ghost touch right now, and I'm not going to leave until I get it. So I'd walk up and down there and walk up and down, and all of a sudden I'd start feeling the Holy Ghost moving that place, and I'd be shouting up and down that cafeteria. Just, I mean, I mean, the Holy Ghost was moving, and I'd feel so much better when I left that prayer meeting. Amen. I would dance and shout and, I mean, run around that cafeteria like a chicken with his head cut off. I was so excited. And uh, a couple years ago I was praying, and, and I said, you know what? I, I got convicted. I was like, God, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't remember doing that. I, don't, I haven't done that in a long time. I haven't, I haven't prayed like that in a long time. I haven't felt the Holy Ghost. I mean, I felt the Holy Ghost in service, but not like that. Not like when it was just me praying. And we know that does something when you get a hold of God when you're praying. It does something. to you. It will encourage your spirit like nothing else. All right? And so... I got convicted, so I, I said, all right, I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm, I'm going to get a good touch here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel the victory here. And I, I said that, but I realized that back then I was, I felt like a lonely soldier back then. I didn't have anybody else there to, the, to keep me up and to prop me up sometimes. And so I felt desperate every day. I felt like, okay, this is, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Well, then I realized, why has that ever changed? It's the same thing every day. I've got to have this. I've got to pray that way. I've got to have that intensity. I've got to get a hold of him that way because, hey, it's the same old thing. Amen. I don't want to get weak in my prayer life. I don't get weak in my in being obedient to the scripture. Amen. Because you, you you lack up one little bit, and then that's that's what we call going backwards. I ain't looking to go backwards. I'm only looking to go forward. The scripture says we're pressing toward that mark. I'm I want to continue to press. Press through everything that I bring myself to. I can continue to break into the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. I'm excited about what God's doing. God is doing good things. Amen. And when you're looking through a good Holy Ghost mind, you're going to see God's doing good things. Amen. And I want to continue to see the promise that God is doing. Just like he, he did in the Old Testament. He prophesied in the New Testament. Well, the, the whole Bible's prophesied the things that's happening right now. And we are seeing that happen right now. Amen. I want to continue to see and thank God every single day for allowing me to be a part of this church and allowing me to have this gospel and this truth. Amen. There are so many people that don't have the truth and that, that don't allow themselves to get to the point of seeing the truth. But God's allowed us to be not only see it but experience it tonight and be in His atmosphere and to have His presence here. That's a wonderful thing. And I don't want to take that lightly. I want to make sure right now my heart's ready. Right now. It's not been a month, and I ain't got cobwebs in my prayer life, and I, I ain't got, you know, my, my shouting shoes are all, you know, 
dusty because I haven't bro- bro- uh, broke them out for a while. I want them fresh. I want them, I want them warm from a little sweat going in there from worshiping God. Amen. I want to keep this thing alive in my life because if you let it die, guess what? It's going to die. You've got to be motivated to keep it going in your life. And you've got all the motivation in the world because He has brought you out. He has set you free. He has set you on a a blessing that your mind cannot even comprehend. And so you need to encourage yourself every day. Hey, I've got what it takes. I've got everything that I need. And I'm not going to allow the devil or myself here to bully me around. Amen. I'm going to shout the victory. I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to worship Him. I'm going to give Him right now everything that I have and show Him how thankful I am for what He's doing in my life. Amen. Let's worship Him right now. Let's give Him thanks right now. Let's lift Him up right now. You alone are worthy, Lord. We thank You and we praise You, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sometimes we've just got to step out by faith. And I want you to know that, that when you feel sometimes you be in service and you feel like, oh, I, I, feel like I feel like dancing, but you look around, I don't know nobody else is dancing. That must just be me. Okay. Your flesh ain't going to say, I feel like dancing. That's your spirit crying out, hey, let's get with this thing. Let's break through this thing. Let's, let's get excited here. Let's get loose. Let's let the Holy Ghost move in our heart. You've just got to step out into the blessing that God has got for you. It's right here. Every time we come here, God's got a blessing for you, but you just got to step out and accept here the blessing He's got. Amen. I'm not going to leave without my blessing. I'm not going to leave, you know, unchanged and unmoved. I've come to be changed. I've come to be moved on by the Holy Ghost. And so I intend to get my blessing. I don't intend to leave any other way. Amen. amen. Let's worship Him right now. Let's thank Him. Amen and amen. You are worthy, Jesus. It's that Holy Ghost in fire keeping me alive, keeping me alive, keeping me alive. It's that Holy Ghost in fire keeping me alive, Jesus, keeping me alive. That Holy Ghost in fire, keeping me alive, keeping me alive, keeping me alive. It's that Holy Ghost in fire, keeping me alive. Jesus is keeping me alive. Well, it's that Holy Ghost in fire, keeping me alive, keeping me alive, keeping me alive. It's that Holy Ghost in fire, keeping me alive. Jesus is keeping me alive. Keep it alive. Keep it alive. It's that Holy Ghost in fire. Keep it alive. Keep it alive. It's that Holy Ghost in fire. Keep it alive. Keep it alive. It's that Holy Ghost in fire. Keep it alive. Keep it alive. It's
with you Came out of the wilderness 